Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fizz, joined by four people. You got four people for the late round vets, uh, one of which is wearing a nappy. And uh, it's not hey, Cam. It's not the baby. <laughs> It's not the baby. <laughs> no, that is me. Uh, again, on the mountain cultures. So it's going to be a long pod. Can't, can't, can't divert from the from the pod. Yeah. Yes. No. Look. Yeah. Well. Good intro, John. You've you've nailed that one. Um, lot happening. Lot happening in the football. Uh, Ultimate footy is dead. Merging with mm-hmm. Adam fantasy. So huge for the fantasy community. Uh, long time coming. Finally happened. Just feels like it just needed to be put out of its misery. But anyway. AFL Fantasy is certainly stepping up their game. And uh, anyway, it was a good run for well Oscar Footy over the years. But there we go. Uh, the Taran Thomas situation, not great. Not great. So uh, that happened. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't dropped him in my ranks yet. I have. Um, but I'm glad you cut in because I had a, a joke written down. I was going to introduce you as someone who, who sent their dick pics by Carrier Pigeon. Um. <laughs> Thanks, mate. It's uh, it's great to be back. Sorry about last weekend. Uh, just a very busy boy at the moment. We've got about another eight weeks, another two months, um, and uh, it'll all start relaxing a little bit uh, coming to round two of AFL season. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a, a little bit of rest after this very busy period for me. Yeah, so we are talking the late round vets. Uh, just the last bit of thing, uh, the listener league entries, you've got like a week till the end of the month, the live draft in Adelaide. Get your entries in. All you have to do is make fun of Jono's forward ranks in some amusing creative capacity. Well, it's going to be and a short uh, draft well, at the moment. Three, only I'm, three. We're not even heading over at the point this point in time. Well, you are, I'm not. No, I'll head over. Anyway, just get the... Get away with the family. Uh, very. So anyway, we are talking late round vets. The people no one else is going to talk about. They want to talk about the young guys for their keeper leagues. They want to talk about the cheap ones and the guns for their salary caps. No one's talking about the old man Cheddar down there in round 20 who you just need is that broad bent to be the backbone of your team to, to squirt out a nice 80 points every week. And not Hashtag really, legend. <laughs> not ruin your week. <laughs> So uh, there could be a bit of value. There might not be a bit of value. There might not be huge upside, but there might not be a lot of downside. Stato, why don't you kick us off? You seem pretty excited about this one. Yeah, I, I love Broaders. And uh, so anyone I can get uh, that is Broaders value, uh, I'm all up for it. But most of you know me as an agent. But when it comes to draft, there's, uh, there's players that can just finish off your team so well that you can pick up late. And my first one... He's not going to get a lot of hype because everyone's focusing on uh, a couple of young players and especially one that they think is going to become a premium. But they're forgetting that GWS already has a high-quality mid called Callan Ward, 32 years of age and had an average of 80.4 in AFL Fantasy and 82 in Supercoach last year. That means he's going to be way down on your draft list. The difference this year is there's no Taranto, no Hopper, no Bruin. So we're likely to see him return into more time in the guts. Yes, they may have picked up a coach that comes from the Richmond system, 
but they've also not been afraid to keep the old dog in the guts, uh, and that's the Richmond model. So I expect Callum Ward to have some increased time. Now, just to give you a little bit of data, um, and we seem to have a fan of that selection already, um, a, uh, just the years without Taranto and Hopper as key inside mids, he averaged in AFL fantasy data will go 98 94, 99, 100, 96, 94, and 97. Then he had two years interrupted with that injury, uh, and then the younger lads become the backbone of that midfield. So I see him taking a bigger responsibility this year and expecting to see an average around about that 90 mark. Yeah, I like the picks there. I think I mentioned it last week, or briefly spoke about sample sizes and Callum Ward when he actually attended CBAs last year I think he was still averaging in the 90s so quite effective yep. and amazing no hair. thoughts John yeah hair. no I was going to say he's solid pick amazing here and just touching on that like Kelly you know inside outside but it is a young brigade so they are going to need a leader of that midfield in there so I can see the minutes happening so it's a good pick yeah, absolutely. Jono, who you got? Uh, my first one is Andy Gaff, uh, West Coast. Look, we know we know they were bad last year, the Eagles. They were they were really bad, but, you know, second last on the ladder, there's only one more. Well, they can go down further, but I don't think so. I think there's room for improvement at the Eagles. Like, Gaff averaged 81 in AFL Fantasy and 84 Supercoach. Like, this guy used to be your M2, M3, solid 100, 105 each and every year. Um, but for whatever reasons, the, you know, the COVID, the injuries, are all unfit at the Eagles last year, whatever. Their game plan was pretty pathetic. Um, so the, it, it's all upside for Andy Gaff. And when you look at his numbers, he was down about four to five possessions and about two marks from the previous year. So where he is at 81 to 84 from last year, that's pretty easily back up the table, uh, back up the to M2 status if you can get those possessions back. doesn't have to, have to be four or five. Like, I'm not expecting him to get back to those tons, but even, say, a 90, 93 average, that's still pretty serviceable at the back end of your draft to fill out your midfield. And, you know, burning up the track, as they say in these pre-season reports, like, absolutely banging out um, the time trials. Like, I was listening to Will Schofield's um, podcast, and he banged out like a two or three K time, no, two K in six minutes, five or something, which is like exceptional for him. So um, he's fit and running. He'll be running up and down. Um, you look at the stats for the Eagles. They were um, second last for disposals, um, third last for AFL Fantasy, second last for Super Coach. So there's, there is upside there for the Eagles. And if they get all these players back, Shuey, Yo and all that, they're going to be better for it and they're going to win games. Therefore, they're going to have more possessions and, the fantasy score will be there. He's an interesting player because he he had that uh, almost premium, not uber, but almost premium um, uh, fantasy game previously. Mm. So the, the sort of question mark for him is whether he's still got that name value when someone picks him a little bit earlier because of the down year, thinking the value. So, you know, does he go early than he probably should on the, the average last year just because of the name. 
sort of a risk reward, isn't it? Like you're going to pick him. Yeah. You're going to pick him on that name value. Like, like I'm certainly interested in him. Um, but again, it's got to be that value pick. Like you go too early. He's averaging 80. Like that's pool. That's pool worthy basically at an 80 average. Yeah. So, um, but definitely worth the risk, I think. The only query I have on a player like Gaff is you're just seeing the game move away from those wings taking bulk marks. I know mm. he's a good player and probably better than just that, and and he's probably a worthwhile pick. I just I'm really steering away from the wings this year. Well, when you look at it, like he's really the like the only winger really that they've got locked in there. The Eagles, like they've got a lot of inside guys coming up the ranks, but. I couldn't really nail any real outside guy like Sheed, maybe, but he can play a bit of inside and outside. He would definitely be inside this year, Sheed. Yeah, yeah I'm saying, like, the possessions just aren't oh. there anymore in, in but it, 2023 like said, like, football. You know, he was four to five possession downs when he was, you know, Seagull on it, but that doesn't necessarily need all that and that two marks, almost two marks a game. Like, an yeah. extra mark and two or three possessions would be would be more than sufficient. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to kick it off with Dylan Scheel. Uh, not so much a super coach late round pick, but definitely an AFL fantasy one. Averaged the 84 in AFL fantasy last year. And he battled injuries pretty hard in the first half, but, but did play through it. But post buy, he was really back to his absolute best, averaging 99 AFL fantasy and 107 super coach. And what I really like is the tackles were just enormous, up to 5.7 a game. One of the things I'm a little bit worried about with Essendon players, probably Darcy Parrish the most, is if you get a new coach come in, you generally want to fix the things you do poorly, and pressure would probably be the thing that Essendon didn't do particularly well last year. But Dylan Shield can bring that, obviously showed that in the back half of the year. Much like Stato probably really likes Will Setterfield, who is apparently tackling everything within arms reach at training so far so 2021 for Dylan Shield was also marred by injury so he's going to be coming in quite late on draft boards uh, into the double digit rounds he's also had a negative kick to handball ratio over the last two seasons so more handballs than kicks which is he's traditionally been a kick first player not not extreme but certainly a few points worth there maybe that gets back on the right side of the ledger with Brad Scott uh, so I, I certainly think he's worth a worth a late late throw in your AFL fantasy ranks. Yeah, I'm really interested to see Essendon in, in preseason. As you all know, I'm I'm hot on Will Settlefield just because he's different from um, what they've had previously. They don't have that big body midfielder. They've even had to try and throw um, um, Jake Stringer in there to create that for them. So I, I, I see what Will's role is. To me, there's so many other numbers, but um, you're right. One of these guys is going to pay off, and it could could be um, Shield. It could be. It's interesting with the whole Essendon dynamic. Like, you know, the reports coming out of trainings, like you haven't heard much about game plan. It's more fundamentals. Like, it's like they're stripped right back, and they're just learning how to kick handball sort of thing. So. I can't really remember what was Brad Scott's sort of game plan. I can't really remember what it was like when he was coaching North Melbourne. And what? Yeah, it's interesting. They 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 seem to overachieve for what their list was, but always faded each year. So my memory is decent starts, um, but game style 
I, I can't remember, but I, I I also do recall there were there were fantasy options in his yeah. team. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. But anyway, going going quite late, and uh, he looks a picture. Looks a picture. Certainly nice and always does. does. Always does. He's never been shy of a good photo shoot. <laughs> Uh, Stato, who's your uh, who's your next cab off the rank? Yeah, this one um, this one's going uh, real um, left field, but it wouldn't have felt left field three four years ago. And it's Jeremy Howe. So he's thirty two years of age, and although he's had his lowest average in almost a decade of sixty six in AFL fantasy last season uh, from twenty one games, it was more of role. So if you remember, there was some injuries and retirements early last season. So he had to play the the lockdown roles um, more than his historic um, uh, intercept role. And this may, and I will say may be resolved with the recruitment of Billy Frampton. Um, Now, the interesting part here is his best game uh, he is capable of a mid-80s average. Let's forget the one out of the box, the, the the small sample size where he had a massive average. Let's just talk about the full season ones. So um, he has averaged over 85 times in his career. Um, for the last couple of rounds in the draft, he is still going to be sitting there because of 66 and because of his age and the fact that he really hasn't put it together for a few seasons now. So I'm thinking that he could be a little late draft bonus, and I'm thinking the last couple of rounds. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I think he's that that filler, isn't he? It's just like, yeah, he's there. Do you want him? Maybe. That's how I feel about Jeremy Howe. His best is... He slips into a D3, and if you get that right at the end of the draft, that's that's reward for getting a solid midfield and a good forward line and punting your rucks. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I don't mind it. It's um, yeah, it's a good good late round throw, and and certainly in your super coach leagues, if you can get those intercept mark tallies up. Yeah, Jonah, who have you got? Well, I can't believe you know. This guy has fallen from grace so much. I mean, he was M1s back in the day, and that's Mr. Scott Pendlebury. Um, Average the 85 AFL Fantasy. Still pretty good supercoach, 95 uh, for the pure mid. Um, he had the 63% CBAs in 2022. Now, the question mark is, there could be, you know, the winds of change coming through that Collingwood midfield. Tom Mitchell's arrived. Um, do they want to put... Nick Dacos in there at the expense of Pendlebury and Crisp, maybe. Like, what's the rotation going to look like um, come through that preseason? But there certainly is value there for Pendlebury. Like, even if he does pump out the 85 and even maybe a 90 or 88 super coach, if he gets rolled to the half back line, then he's more than likely um, going to pick up the defender status. So he's got that um, DPP um, availability, which is good because. You've got guys like Taylor Adams, who's, let's face it, pretty unreliable um, in that midfield. So if, if he does go down, they can roll Pendlebury back into that midfield. Um, do you remember years ago when Sean Burgoyne was starting to get old, they put him in the halfback line, and then when the Hawks were either in trouble in a close game, they rolled Burgoyne back through the middle? I can actually see something like that happening 
with Pendlebury. Um, so even if he does stay a pure mid, like especially at the back end of the year, if Nick Dacos is getting tired or there's injuries, he can roll straight back into that midfield and, and go close to what he did last year and maybe even better. So I'm pretty, still pretty keen on Pendlebury. He doesn't get injured. Um, he's got the basketball background, so that should just be right up on your draft boards right there. I mean, how can you argue that? Probably not as convinced. Like, he's probably like Sheely. He's not going to go late in Supercoach. No, probably not late in Supercoach, but yeah. AFL Fantasy with an eight, that 85 average. Yeah, it, it seems to me it's sort of that age um, where you just expect the regression. You expect the increased injuries. But there are that few that uh, don't follow those rules. And David Mundy at the, the start of the same year as Scott Pendleby's rolling in, um, just look, looked like he was in the best form of his career. Mm. So um, d- depending how late he can go, I, I think there's some worthwhile in it. The The issue of the name probably suggests that he goes three or four rounds too early. Yeah, so... Like for, for AFL fantasy, eighty-five average. That's again, you know, borderline. But it's Pendlebury is is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying there, but it's um, now you're just throwing me off what I was going to say. Stato, thanks. And what you're saying there is, I'm right, you're wrong. I was going to agree with you, but yeah, and add, add, add <laughs> some add some A to it. I'm pretty sure he actually scored better in the back line in AFL Fantasy. I think he actually scored the same in Supercoach, if I remember my splits. When I was Supercoach was pretty, was pretty good, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's like, there's, a, there's a lot going on there with that Collingwood mid, midfield mix. So. I'd say the defence is pretty jammed too. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the lay of the land because I, I thought Crisp is actually better. Um, as a halfback runner, to to be honest, but there's a possibility he could, you know, push up on the wing as well. Oscar Elliott's training in defence. Well, they got, oh, got Bobby Hill now. Oh, oh, forward. Anyway, mm. Collingwood, mm. a team to watch. Uh, my last player is probably someone you're not going to want to watch too much, and you certainly couldn't watch him in the back half of the year because he was out injured, and that is the Chad. Uh, wow. Chad Wingard was just wow. abysmal. Well, he's going to go late, so, you know, it, yeah. he's a veteran. Yeah. This is what, he's good this enough. This is what we're talking about. Anyway, oh I was listening to uh, the Pod Pod Stato the other night, which you were on, oui. uh, which should have been titled Flanders Slander. Frankly, <laughs> it was. Um, hey, I batted for the well, team. Well, not too hard. You were just you were up there to oh. you were up there to take a walk by the looks of it. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, we were we were talking salary cap, and the reality is his price is a bit. Too well, that's high. what's sort of weird is like really we're, we're the ones pumping up Flanders, but he's he's a late round pick. Like he's not for draft. Yeah, he's not a yeah, salary correct. cap option. So these salary cap yeah. people need to back off. Although I, yeah, I saw exactly. someone saying that Jed Anderson would get CBAs in front of him, which, oh boy. Anyway, um, hello, hello. You guys were talking about Dylan Moore, and um, Dossie mm-hmm. was fumbling his way through the the Hawthorne oh. midfield, you know. And, but he made it. But I was listening to it going, you know what? It's actually interesting. I think you forgot to mention Warple, but a lot of these guys are young and unproven. I was like, man, I couldn't think of anything better than getting a bit of a veteran presence in there. 
someone yep. like the Chad who's on the last year of their deal, who can certainly roll through, can certainly play a high half forward role. It's the last pick of your draft. He actually finished mm. the year before. If you think Sam Mitchell was running the show the year before, Chad was in the midfield. He was actually banging out tons over that last six weeks in 2021. And even when he got injured at the end of 2022, uh, he was his midfield minutes were upticking. So I don't think... Yeah. I think the idea that Sam Mitchell's moving away from these veterans is maybe a little bit overplayed. I think there's certainly a reality that uh, a veteran like Chad Wingard can soak up 30%, 40%, especially in the back half of the year as maybe some of these young guys get tired out. Because if they're running, say, four... Four nineteen-year-olds through there in an AFL season, we generally see their productivity wane over the years. So, Chad Wingard, look, he's not a hot commodity by any stretch, uh, and that's and that's why he's going to be valued at the back end of your draft. Yeah, fair call. Uh, and we know how big he can go, and the end of twenty twenty-one proved that so well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're always just looking for that upside, especially in the forward line. That's where you get the bulk value. So, I like your how pick. How old is he's 29? How old is 29. he? Wow, wow, seems to be around forever. Well, I think he was all Australian in his second year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just like, like doing the ranks. It's like Chad. He's just like dropping, 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 dropping. Like I've got him like 60s, like like almost an undraftable sort of thing. Yeah, well, I've got him in the 50s, so F50, yeah. so... He... Yeah, 50s or 60s, yeah. It's low. Like, normally, you know, I think maybe even last year we probably had him as a top 20 forward. Well, you would have because the back end Off was the back huge. Of, yeah. He, he exactly. still averaged, I think, 80s, high 80s and 90. So he was he was in the mix, I'll put it mm. that way. Was there mm. anyone you guys sort of had close you were thinking about putting in that you just skimmed over? Uh, you probably throw a blanket over a few of the, the Eagles midfielders like Shuey and and whatnot, but um, not really. I, I certainly was thinking about Heppel. Heppel, really? Yeah. Yep. He felt probably dirty because he was going so early last year that he's just... But it wasn't all so bad. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I was looking at uh, Harms. He's got the forward status. He had a couple sub games at the end. Mm. Um, and Zach Williams for Supercoach. Wow, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I actually thought about Zach, but maybe thought he was probably a little bit too young to be in the bracket. But I think he's 29 as well, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, veterans. I don't know. Seven, yeah. eight years in. I would have taken that. Anyway, yeah. on to the listener questions over on the Twitter sphere. Ninja. Todd Goldstein is a solid ruck option in the punt rucks category, but feel like he could be very serviceable. I think everyone's in the punt ruck side of it, but yeah, spot on. And and look, all what we really need to see is what um, what Clarko's doing. You know, is he going cherry, or is he going to uh, give Goldie a good run? He was always a one one ruck setup kind of guy, Clarko, wasn't he? He always ran big boy, and that's about it. Might have someone as a chop out. That's it. Yeah. So they might use Coleman yeah. Jones as a backup, maybe, if he gets a game. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like the pick. Lek Dog. Age has always just been a number, baby. Is that from a movie or is it? Huh. I think it's a state of mind, Jono. Oh, 
Very philosophical. <laughs> That's what you get on the draft, Doctors. Uh, Matty Faz, Gunston to pull a Matty Richardson at the Lions. Oh, wow. Not, well, he certainly has that type of game, but you think he is replacing McStay, which is stay deep. I, I thought about Gunston. It just felt like even if things broke his way, it'd be like a 75. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, he'd still be a good filler at the end, like a good little bench base at the end. Um, I mean, his absolute best when he played that sort of interceptor role there for a, a block of games, where he just looked like he could score anything. Mm. Well, that's true, and there might be some room in the back line too at Brisbane. Well, especially if Adams is still out with that concussion. Well, he has been put on the LTI with the concussions. Yeah, Dotty, thoughts on Luke Spewey? Again, all those West Coast midfielders, everyone's got a bad taste in their mouth. You're gonna they're gonna be worth a pop. <laughs> they're gonna be worth a pop late in the uh late in the draft. Yeah, he's he's an interesting player. Um look, he's never really been a big fantasy scorer, um, and he's got the consistent soft tissue injury. So look if it's really late in the draft, but because uh, the West Coast are a bit thin. You think when Fiddy's in the gut, so I think he goes a little bit earlier than probably he should. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind the pick. He certainly can be very serviceable, but um, mm. you wouldn't want to be banking on him, Russ. What are your thoughts on Callan Ward? Will he be getting mid time this year or playing down back? He might eke out an eighty average. Uh, I reckon ninety average, but hell yeah, that's what I spoke about him before. Warney, what is Zorko's true footy age? <laughs> That's because he started late. Everyone's got that. Yeah, should um, be ret- sorry, retired yeah. on the Gold Coast. That's where he should be. He was actually playing footy before he got to the AFL level, so his body was getting stressed out as much as anyone. It's amazing everyone thinks, oh, yeah, got recruited at 27, so therefore he can play until he's 43. It doesn't work that way. Bit of should. Uh, Danny Dickfoss areas there. Uh, Frio Crude. <laughs> Bit of a throwback, Stato. <laughs> uh, Boke, Heppel, Brody Smith thoughts. What do we do with Hall, Gunston season? Wow. Ooh, say that. Yeah, let's, go, let's go through them one by one. Boke. Uh, he'll be your, what, nah. your M4-ish, no. 3-ish still. No. Out on Boke. No, he's, he's, he's going forward. Um, the the they're handing it over to the kids, um, and uh, Boker's moving out is actually training with the forwards as we speak. I've got to stop ruining everyone's ADP, Stato. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> I've got to just keep a few of these in the bank. JHF had him like top ten. Ah, God, it's all over now. It's all over. Yeah. Not getting any of these players. Yeah. Uh, Dyson Heppel, Stato just sort of spoke about him. Yeah, I, I, I like him, but only really late. So he's he's one of those players I'm quite happy to take a lump, late pump with. Uh, Brody Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. He's, uh, he's broad bent. He's going to be high 70s. Yeah, I can't see it. The only way that happens is if, like, say, Dawson just moves perma wing and Brody Smith gets the kickouts back. But even then, 
Yeah, it's only seventies now. He's no longer the the eighties to nineties guy. Uh, Aaron Hall, forget about it. Uh, um, God, he's capable of being anything, but I'd rather I'd rather take a punt on him in round twelve. But he's never going to be there around twelve. Yep. Fair enough, and we spoke about Gunston. Uh, AFL Fantasy Factory, Travis Boak, top 50 to 60 players picked. Oh, he, he will on he will um, on name value and, and average. He will. Yeah. Uh, that'll burn people if they pick him in the top 50 players. Uh, Breno, get Boak cheap before he gets forward status and before he goes back into the midfield when Rosie and Butters get their winter injuries. Oh well, I'm certainly, I'm certainly uh, nice... not picking Boak because it sounds like a lot of people are going early on him. Nice question by you, Steve. Well done. Thanks, mate. Uh, <laughs> just pumping up the interactions, the engagements. Uh, jabs. Do you think any of these mids see fewer CBAs and fewer scoring opportunities? Luke Parker. No. Mm, possibly Boak. <laughs> <laughs> Playing hell. deep forward. Spoke season, apparently. Well, I mean, he's a good one to put in the mix because everyone's pumping up, like everyone's trying to draft Butters and Rosie early, so it makes makes sense that they're concerned. These are smart people, Stato. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Seb Ross. Uh, um, I, I, I just think that Ross the boss goes with his... Um, Goes with the true and tried. So I reckon Steel Crouch and Ross are going to have a pretty good year. No, Zach Jones? I think he's injured. He's no. Not training. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I gave him Jag in the uh, draft okay. kit, which is coming out very soon, everyone. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I threatened Jag last year. I've given it to him this year. Uh, Jared Lyons. Cam thinks he's got upside, but um, there was I, I did hear somewhere that they revealed that there were injuries that impacted his year last year, but you've got to think that Dunkley really impacts him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and Fife, uh, he's perma forward, and so he will not be seeing any CBAs or anything. Uh, he absolutely will. Uh, I, you reckon? Oh, I, I totally some. agree. Some, but not. Yeah, not I, I, th- I think five's a great still late. If he's still there. Yeah, and any do you think other, have other avenues to score? So, I mean, Parker can score forward. Yeah, five can can if he's accurately yep. kicking, kicks accurately. Yeah, but su- super coach, he could just be massive some games. Oh, five will be solid for Supercoach, but not for AFL Fantasy because he'll still take those contested marks, get you 20 possessions, and that forward pressure with his tackles will be fine. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't want to borrow him in AFL Fantasy. Josh Hart, Isaac Smith with DPP becomes a solid F2 option offload whilst he still has some value or take his 80 to 85 forward average for the season. It was a very good year from him. I'd be looking to offload Smith. He's a sell in a keeper. Absolutely. You want him, Stato? I've got him. 
<laughs> no thanks. I reckon we've spoken about Isaac Smith when he's jagged forward status before as someone yourself in a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably have for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nuffington. Gaff could be valued this year after an injury impacted 2022, looking fit this preseason. Yes, he is. And Jono certainly thinks so. Yep. Jaden Jaden Evans. Jono, one of your boys. Rory Sloan, a chance for forward status later on or worth a late round pickup? I reckon he's certainly worth a late round pickup. Like, coming off the, was the ACL, but he was playing. I haven't really looked at Adelaide's CBA numbers. I'd like to see. Did he. He played only a handful of games last year. So I would like to have seen what the splits were before he went down. Um, but. Certainly worth worth a punt again, like like um, Hawthorne. They're going to need some experienced guys in that midfield. Like Laird, yeah, okay, but um, I still think Sloan gets his gets his bite of the cherry. Uh, last year in his four games, he had seventy three percent, sixty seven percent, forty eight percent, and zero percent when he got injured. Okay, so yeah, he'll get his minutes. I reckon I read that he was training in defence. Could be wrong. Whoa, that's what? A brick wall? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Interesting, though. Yeah, Tom Hawkins, on an unrelated note, any advice on how to run... This is the person is asking is Tom Hawkins. On an unrelated note, oh. any advice on how to run a dynasty league now the ultimate footy, ultimate footy has died? AFL Fantasy doesn't seem to allow for it. Uh, AFL Fantasy, the, the crossover is going to give you the, um, and, and I think they said it's going to be mid Feb, but all those options to retain your keepers, um, that you had in the system in Ultimate Footy is going to be available. That's the way I read it. So, uh, a dynasty league is run like a keeper league. I think it's everything bar categories that they're going to have for 2023, the way I read it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt, it would be a crime if Stato wasn't doing this pod. And who does soft tissue injury first, Mitch Duncan or Aaron Hall? Oh, Aaron Hall. I'll take Duncan. There you go. Uh, Alex, David Swallow, making way for Flanders. <laughs> you hate to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. He was good, though, last year, Swallow. He was real good. Yeah. 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 The only thing I, I say yeah. about Gold Coast is they've tried to move on from Swallow. <laughs> like probably like Collingwood have tried to move on. <laughs> a couple from, of times. A couple of times. times. Yeah, exactly. With Fiorini and Alex Davies, and it sort of hasn't worked. So I'm hoping that Flanders is the fourth peg um, as they try to play a bit faster. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. He's actually the right one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope it's the right time. Angelo, mm. does Michael Walters, my boy, get a chance on the wing for Frio with Acres gone? Mm. Uh, no. no. Got a couple of other guys there that can fill that. O'Driscoll um, or someone like that. Yeah, you got O'Driscoll, you got Liam Henry, and you got Erasmus. Mm. And you got whoever the midfielder is who's sitting out there for, for a bit. Um, Archie, has Blixar's finally settled into the role playing midfield backup ruck for the Cats in 2023? God knows what they're going to do. They've got lots of options, don't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's an interesting one. I moved him up my ranks today. Ooh, into the top ten or top five rocks for fantasy. Oh wow, that's a big move. Harry Lemon. Um, how, how, well, I sort of talk. I was well on the ruck show. I had Sean Darcy at three, and I've really <laughs> he, he went back quite a long way. <laughs> as I sort of because no. I was writing Frio for the kit, and I'm like, and I, the more I wrote it, the more I'm like, this makes no sense at all. What the fuck am I thinking about? <laughs> okay, so I got I got Blicks at seven for fantasy. Yeah, I, I will say that writing the kit when you have to go detail. So I'm doing five clubs when you actually go into detail. It gives you a much clearer picture. It really does. And you just sort of always back up the, you know, if, if you're in a dual, like they're not paying Luke Jackson squeens of dollars to, to plonk his ass forward. They want him impacting the game. Yeah. So. And and the, the the other thing is that we get caught up, and, and everyone does this, uh, of looking at the positives. So there's all these players that are taking a step up um, we don't increase fantasy scoring by 25% each season. There's regression. There's if someone's getting more mid-time, then someone's getting less mid-time. Um, and, and I think that's the thing that you've always managed well, Steve, is if someone's coming up, someone's coming down. So there's someone impacted in the positive, um, but therefore there's someone impacted in the negative. And... Um, when you're writing all these kits and you're you're up to the sixth midfielder that you're doing for that club, you're going, hold on, yeah, yeah, this ain't right, yeah, absolutely. Harry Lemon, <laughs> oh no, he was tagging someone if he was a special guest. I guess he's got a 69 year old in his league. Uh, ben, hey, the inaugural Shannon Hearn appreciation pod. I love it to keep the jokes running <laughs> at 28 years of age. Would you classify Jed Anderson as a vet? And if so. How many times would you draft slash rank him? <laughs> He's a veteran of at least a couple. Three clubs, three club at vet now, a... so doing well. Got to have him at least twice in his <laughs> as a mid and a forward. No, where, no ifs and buts. Where do you have him ranked? Pretty... Besides twelfth, the first time. The first, <laughs> first time. time was like I think maybe fifteen to twenty, something like that. Yeah, let me have a look. I may have and I may have done some time? amendments to my forward line. I don't know, 12, 12 AFL fantasy. Okay, super coach. Now, can I verify, Jono, um, as I um, was using your super coach rankings um, to help me <laughs> with the draft ranking with the kit. Now, Jed Anderson being in there twice, um, did he take the place of... Uh, uh, Harry Mackay. I know what you're talking about. My 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 rankings have Harry Mackay at 36. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, after after you've adjusted them, uh, it was Possibly. an oversight because I transferred everything from my <laughs> right. AFL fantasy ranks across to do my super. Coach. I'm going. I've got him. I've got him in in AFL fantasy. Why has Jono not got him in super? Again, coach? it's an oversight. Who did I? Oh, I Jeff, reckon there was confused everything. There was someone I had in my I didn't have in the ranks last year, and everyone was everyone cooked me for it because it was like a play you should have, and they just shat the bed, and it looked <laughs> great in there. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen. It does happen. 
happen. It's like uh, I got criticised for not having uh, Taz Thomas um, as part of. Oh, I got shit on for not having him in the top thirty, and look at that quality pick. I, well, I didn't. I didn't have him in the twenty-two under twenty-two um, heading into the twenty-two season, um, but uh, ended up being proved right. Yeah, it's actually interesting looking back at that. Caleb Poulter, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Daniel. Yeah, what happened there? What Seriously, what did happen? I don't know, but he's not even got picked up by anyone, so. No. So surely it's got to be something more than just his football. I don't know. Surely. Daniel asks, what does Fife average as a perma forward? Super coach or AFL fantasy? Super coach, you can maybe bung out a 90. Yeah, 70 and 90. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't think he's a perma. That's at the top end. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's even close to being a perma forward, but I think he spends more time up forward than he than he does in the midfield. Yeah. And he also... He's too much of an X factor. He also asked, can James Aish push the magical 80-point barrier for the year? Asking for a friend. No. No. I, th- I think he struggles to, to be in that best 22. Their um, half forwards that they need to support and a part of their premiership tilt uh, need the game time. And they've got three or four of these. Um, so someone needs to give way. Ah, I reckon he's all right. Three club superstar James Ash. <laughs> Steve asks, with Ultimate Footy dead, would you say it's time to crack open each other's skulls and feast on the goo inside? <laughs> yes, man. Yes, I would. Yes, yes, I would. That's a good point. That'll wrap it up for this week's show. Brilliant. Late Round Vets. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Be sure, you Adelaide people to get your entries in for the Listener League so we can come over there and have a cold, couple of cold beers and um, Some get, con- get and confused. An imperial pint. Get con- yeah, get confused about the glass sizes and all that sort of stuff. And we will not confirm that we'll see anyone else in that well, I'll be there. I'll catch up with them just privately, half and all that privately. And Dos. <laughs> Dos. Yeah, we've got some bad Mexican to eat. Yeah, and the draft kit will be out hopefully in the next week so certainly keep your eyes peeled for that Uh, always appreciate the support picking up copies of that with all the ranks and news and tidbits and analysis yeah hey you can't spell analysis and and, and Jono's forward ranks there'll be some some amendments before that goes to print (laughs) (laughs) there'll have to be a re-rank I mean look we've seen injuries and whatnot um, already between now and the kit comes there, so there'll be some minor adjustments. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.